here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin, this George Santo man, Santos, I think he's been a freshman for about three minutes. The amount of media coverage. They're not chasing Hunter Biden around. They haven't chased Swalwell around. It, it is incredible to me. But all that said, it's a little consequence. It's almost of no consequence. I want you to listen to something that's going to be absolutely shocking. Oh, by the way, I'm Mark Levin. Welcome. Absolutely shocking. It's about almost two minutes. Raise the volume. If somebody's talking, tell them just wait. Wait two minutes. It shocked me, Mr. Producer. Did it shock you? This is Don Lemon and uh, his sidekick, Harlow, on CNN today with Schumer. Cut five, go. This is our reporting. According to one justice official, said that the White House public statements earlier this week offered a, an incomplete narrative about the classified documents from Biden's time as vice president, reinforced the need for a special counsel. The misleading statements created the impression that Biden's team had something to hide. That doesn't sound that much different than the there's former now, president. Don, there's now a special prosecutor. Let's see what they have to say. We can have all this speculation and comment. Let's see what they have to say, and let's focus on doing things that help the American people. But Senator, I have to, I have to get in and have to say this. Uh, you, you seem much more measured about this than with the Trump documents, because you call for transparency with the Trump documents. You wanted lawmakers to have access to the documents seized from the former president, uh, his residence in Florida, which it seems like you... The bottom line is, I said that night, it's premature to comment on what should be done. For and president I stick Trump by that. Union. Yes, for President Trump. That's exactly so right. I think that That's your statements are consistent for I both. I sure do. For both. You bet. Okay. So you said the president has fully cooperated, and there's no indication that he and the White House have not. But there is a real question about transparency and what the American people deserve. Let me just let me let me prosecutors will get to the bottom of this, and let's let them do it for I, God's I, sake. I, I, I know you, you all want to buzz around you. and all of that, but 
Let me let me buzz for a minute. Okay, let let me buzz. Let me buzz for one minute, and I promise we'll get out. But it's not just hold on. It's not just us buzzing around. You're the the Democratic head of the Senate. This is a really important issue. It's not just buzzing around. No, but we have to. And if there were no special prosecutor, there would be. You know, you might have a different thing to say. But there is. And now we have the law enforcement people who have the power to get all the facts out doing it. I support both. I think we should have a special prosecutor on each. I don't mind your asking these questions, but my view is I'm not going to say anything. Let the special prosecutors do their job. Well, this is shocking on many levels. One, I wanted you to hear it before I comment. That Don Lemon and Harlow, by the way, is that a uh, like uh, a dance team? Anyway, uh, Lemon and Harlow. Poppy Harlow, that's why I couldn't remember the name. Poppy Harlow. Um, this is shocking, isn't it? Number one, that they're actually pressing Schumer. Number two, they're pres- that Schumer is a fraud, of course. That's not shocking. Let's wait for the prosecutors to finish. Is that what they've done with Trump? You have commentators on TV, even to this day, talking about how basically he should be hung from a telephone pole by his foot like Mussolini. You had a former attorney general, Bill Barr, on TV saying this is a cut and dry case. I haven't seen Bill Barr on TV lately, have you? You had, uh, what's that fat guy's name who's married to Kellyanne Conway? What's his name? Oh, George Conway. You had him on TV. Anyway, uh, he was there. And you had uh, a whole bunch of people. whole bunch of people who were saying that uh, Trump was guilty, let's get this over with, and if he's not charged and thrown in prison, uh, that demonstrates that our system doesn't work, right? Pretty much. Now, here's the difference, ladies and gentlemen, and let me be blunt. This was a cover-up. It worked for 60-some days, I think it was 63 days, if my counting's correct, give or take, And then there was this leak last Monday evening when the show began. The Attorney General of the United States wanted to sweep this under the rug as fast as he could. He gave it to a U.S. attorney, pointed by Trump, you know, who was uh, halfway out the door. Uh, He apparently recommended eight days ago that they appoint a special counsel. But notice Garland sat on it. Because Garland's not required to appoint a special counsel just because the U.S. attorney says so. And I might add, he didn't need the input from this U.S. attorney. He was hoping to get cover from him, and he didn't. But it was all secret, even to the point of that recommendation being on Garland's desk. So November 2nd, nobody knows what occurred before November 2nd. For some reason... An attorney, and not just any attorney, we'll get to that in a moment too. An attorney with ties to Obama, an attorney recommended by Hunter Biden. Years ago for his father to hire. That attorney was scrolling around in the, in the Biden Penn University of Dunderhead's office. And they just happened upon these documents. They were shocked. Biden had no idea how they got there. He was stunned. 
And this leaks out Monday evening. And it leaks out after Chairman Comer said he was going to look into the National Archives and how the disparate treatment has been exercised against Donald Trump versus other presidents and against vice presidents. Suddenly it leaks because they want to get out in front of it. But they don't leak at all. No, they don't leak at all. The next day, NBC News reports on December 20th, seven weeks or so later, they find another batch in the garage, Biden's garage next to his Corvette. Open and notorious, as we like to say. But don't worry, his garage was locked, according to Biden. It was never opened, not once. I'm sure. Right next to his coveted Corvette, so of course it's safe. Still the cover-up. We hear nothing. They still haven't sent the FBI in to do an independent search on behalf of the government. They send the FBI in to secure the documents and then remove the documents. Same on November 2. But no FBI search, let alone a search warrant and a SWAT team. No. Then, January 5th, the U.S. attorney in Chicago puts his report on the attorney general's desk where it collects dust. Now keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that the Attorney General of the United States appointed this U.S. Attorney to take a preliminary look, and we don't even know what conditions he put on this guy. I bet he put timeline conditions on him because they wanted to get this over with as fast as they could before it got out. Once they learned the Republicans had won, they had a hurry. They had a hurry. Can a hurry. But you understand. November 14th, and yet four days later, he appoints... A rogue, vile, phony prosecutor that the U.S. Supreme Court effectively condemned in a unanimous vote, overturning, overturning his prosecution and conviction of the former Republican governor of Virginia. And of course, his wife has the credentials necessary for a special counsel's wife. She is not only a supporter of the Obamas, she did a documentary on Michelle Obama. And her mother-in-law, his mother-in-law, her mother, is a big leftist. So, of course, perfect to point him to investigate Trump, don't you know? And that recommendation came out of the Deputy Attorney General's office, and the Deputy Attorney General is an Obama hack and a radical left-wing kook. All makes sense? It's a special counsel, very special, a Trump hater. Meanwhile, they kept this secret through the midterm elections. They kept it secret when they were appointing this rogue thug to investigate Donald Trump. They kept it secret even after the second batch of documents were found on December 20 in Joe Biden's garage. They certainly didn't send the FBI in to do a major investigation. Shh, the neighbors might notice. The neighbors might notice. 
And so, he has this proposal on his desk, lets it sit. And wouldn't you know, they find one more document in Joe Biden's library that's probably filled with comic books. And so, they have no choice. Backs against the wall. Backs against the wall, so Garland holds a press conference. He doesn't have the usual phalanx of left-wing kook lawyers behind him from the various branches and divisions of the Department of Injustice. No, no, no. He just has the U.S. attorney who provided him with the recommendation. And he announces the appointment of a special counsel. Meanwhile, over at the White House, they want to know more. At least some of the reporters do. Who had access to the House? We can't tell you this is under investigation. Well, why didn't she keep a list? Why didn't the Social uh, Secret Service keep a list of who came to the House? We've dealt with this before. Next question. Well, you haven't dealt substantively with it. Why did you do that? Next question, please. Why did you cover this up? I can't answer specifics. This is under investigation now. By the way, the communist Chinese pour tens of millions of dollars into the Biden pen unhinged mental institution unimaginable amounts of money almost a million dollars of which goes to pay because it's fungible Joe Biden in a no-show job it's a no-show job did you know that Mr. Producer? it's a no-show job New York Post has a new story on this he didn't actually have to show up to get paid I mean he's very busy Joe Biden shuffling around from room to room Wow. It's amazing. So we learn more. Who is this lawyer? Former Biden assistant questioned by law enforcement over classified documents repeatedly appeared in Hunter Biden's emails, writes Fox News. She's part of the probe, exchanged emails with Hunter Biden on numerous occasions, according to Fox News Digital. Kathy Chung, Biden's executive assistant when he was vice president of the Pentagon's current deputy director protocols among several former aides to the president to be interviewed by law enforcement, reports NBC. Chung and the others questioned, reportedly helped move materials and belongings from Biden's office at the end of the Obama administration in early 2017. Wow. And throughout much of the five-year tenure working for Biden during the Obama administration, Chung regularly communicated with Biden's son, Hunter Biden, transmitting information about his father's schedule and passing messages directly from the then-vice president. Ooh, backdoor communications. May I say? I think I will. That's according to the emails obtained from Hunter Biden's laptop. Chung's relationship with Hunter Biden also appears to date back before she worked with his father, the emails show that Hunter Biden recommended Chung for the executive assistant role 
when the previous holder of the job, Michelle Smith, departed the White House in the spring of 2012. At the time, Chung worked in former Senator Mark Udall's office, Democrat, Colorado, as his scheduling director. She had worked previously for Delaware Senator Ted Kaufman, who was appointed to replace Biden. Well, I've got more. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, Augusta Precious Metals could help you protect it with a gold IRA. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. No pressure, just facts. Retirees have it worse because there's no time to catch up when the value of what you've saved for decades is crashing. But you can protect yourself with physical gold from Augusta Precious Metals. If you have at least $100,000 saved in your IRA or your 401k, please call my friends at Augusta Precious Metals today. They'll send you a free gold IRA guide. Call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Tell them I sent you, and they'll pay all your fees for up to 10 years. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision and visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. We're going to have a fantastic show this Sunday, folks. Life, Liberty, and Levin, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, all times in between. I hope you'll check it out. We're going to have Jim Trusty, the president's lawyer, for these document issues on the program. We're also going to have Stephen Miller uh, talking about how the drug cartels are really a war with the United States. The fentanyl, uh, the weaponization on the southern border, and uh, how this is now pouring into the United States. It's something you really need to hear. He is one of the foremost experts in the country, and you know who he is. And, of course, my opening statement. So I hope you'll check us out Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern. If you don't think you'll be home or you don't think you can watch it live, go ahead and set your DVR to record at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. I've got a lot more on this. It's a short segment, as you can tell, because I went over in the last one. Stick with us. I'll be right back. If you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, Augusta Precious Metals could help you protect it with a gold IRA. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. No pressure, just facts. Retirees have it worse because there's no time to catch up when the value of what you've saved for decades is crashing. But you can protect yourself with physical gold from Augusta Precious Metals. If you have at least $100,000 saved in your IRA or your 401k, please call my friends at Augusta Precious Metals today. They'll send you a free gold IRA guide. Call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Tell them I sent you, and they'll pay all your fees for up to 10 years. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision and visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. Mark Levin, radio's principal patriot. Call in now at 877-381-3811. 
Let us pick up before I was so rudely interrupted by our capitalist system, Mr. Producer. Kathy Chung, Biden's executive assistant who was involved in the search. When he was vice president, the Pentagon's now current deputy director protocols among several former aides to the president to be interviewed by law enforcement. Says NBC, she and the others questioned, helped move materials and belongings from Biden's office at the end of the Obama administration in early 2017. Now let's stop here for a footnote, shall we? The uh, National Archives announced when Donald Trump said that Obama had taken all these documents, you know, classified documents that no, he hadn't that they were secured in a proper facility under the control and ownership of the National Archives. And of course, the media pounced on that. But what the media have not said, and I explained on Hannity last night, was that these documents are Obama administration documents, those of which we are talking about right now. And apparently they didn't have them. They were purloined. May I say purloined? I think I did. And throughout much of her five-year tenure working for Biden during the Obama administration, she regularly communicated with Biden's son, Hunter Biden, transmitting information about his father's schedule, as we pointed out, passing messages directly from then-Vice President according to emails obtained on Hunter's laptop. Chung's relationship with Hunter Biden also appears to date back before she worked for his father. Emails show that Hunter Biden recommended Chung for the executive assistant role when the previous holder of the job, Michelle Smith, departed the White House in the spring of 2012. Now, at the time, Chung worked in former Senator Mark Udall's office, Democrat Colorado, as his scheduling director. And she previously worked to stick playing the foundation. For Delaware Senator Ted Kaufman, who was appointed to replace Biden in the Senate in 2009 and is a longtime confidant of Biden, dating back decades. So Biden has this thing pretty well nailed down, right? Now he plays rope at the, wait, my document? Right. I had documents in my office for six years? Huh, I didn't know what was in there just because the file said private. I mean, what, what do I know? In response to her message, Hunter Biden responded later, the job would make her the primary gatekeeper of Biden's and would be, quote, involved in everything that goes on outside of policy. Kathy Chung and Hunter Biden discuss an opening for then-Vice President Biden's executive assistant position in May 2012. Call if and when you want me to tell Dad you're interested, and I'm sure Michelle would also want to talk to you at some point. I don't know who else they were considering, but I thought you would be great. Now, first of all, you can see the extent of Hunter Biden's involvement in Vice President Joe Biden's official situation. Personnel, issues, messages. Hunter's doing his business. One month later, on June 13, 2012, Chung emailed Hunter Biden informing him she had been offered the job. I cannot thank you enough for thinking about me and walking me through this. What an incredible opportunity. Thank you, Hunter. And then Kathy Chung informs Hunter Biden that then-Vice President Biden had selected her to be his executive assistant in June 2012. I mean, she had all the credentials. She had been a scheduler. 
Dozens of additional emails between Chung and Biden's son showed various levels of correspondence between the two in one instance from October 2015. So this goes on for years. Hunter Biden and Chung communicated to schedule a meeting with Mexican billionaire Carlos Slim. This almost sounds like a uh, one of these spaghetti westerns, doesn't it, Mr. Producer? Fox News Digital previously reported that Hunter arranged a video conference with his father and Slim. And by the way, the guy's not Slim. Uh, and I believe he owns a chunk of the New York Slimes, with whom Hunter was seeking to do business at the time, October 30, 2015, another instance from earlier that year. Chunks and Hunter and other members of the Biden crime family an invitation to attend a State Department luncheon hosted by his father honoring Chinese President Xi Jinping. But the Chinese really have their hooks into the Bidens, don't they? The communists? Hunter Chung invited Biden family members to attend State Department lunch and honoring Xi. Hunter Biden and Chung even communicated at times about birthday gifts for relatives and assisting friends' children with college admittance. No wonder they assigned her the duty of removing the stash. February 2017, after Biden had left the White House... Hunter Biden suggested that Chung, who appears to have continued working for the former vice president after the Obama administration, should come work with him and his business partners, Eric Schwerman and Joan Mayer. Actually work for me and with Eric. Actually do actual work. Uh, Hunter is, is not a poet, and he didn't know it. He's just illiterate. Hunter Biden tells Kathy Chung she should work him in in February 2017 adding that he can, quote, make everyone money, unquote. Multiple occasions, the pair coordinated schedules for meetings with former University of Pennsylvania President Amy Gutman. Shortly after taking office, the president selected Gutman to be the U.S. ambassador to Germany. Wow, what do you say? What a sleazo operation. Quote, VP will be meeting with President Gutman on February 8th of January, 11 a.m. at the Lake House in Delaware, Chung wrote in an email to Hunter Biden. Again, Biden knows everything. That is Hunter. Other family members and several White House officials in January 16, VP hopes that you will be able to join him for this meeting. Please let me know if you have questions. Thank you. You found all this, Mr. Producer? It's unbelievable. Now, after Chung invited Hunter Biden to another meeting with Gutman in April 2016, he suggested in a follow-up message to his business partner that he may need to reschedule a previously scheduled meeting with the Prime Minister of the Ivory Coast. And he added that the Gutman meeting is a must-attend for me, per dad. Yes, because they just named this place after Biden. All this money has flowed into this place, particularly from the communist Chinese government. Their front groups, their energy company, I should say. This is a must meeting. So the Ivory Coast Prime Minister has to go to the back of the line. Hunter Biden informs his business partner he would need to reschedule a meeting. Gutman, meanwhile, participated at the ceremony making the grand opening of the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement, the president's think tank in Washington, D.C. in 2018. Now, you know... If this were Trump, they'd be investigating a quid pro quo about now, wouldn't they? 
The White House revealed that a series of classified documents dating back to Biden's time as vice president had been discovered in his Penn Biden Center, of course. But they've been totally transparent, ladies and gentlemen, have they not? You didn't tell us about the second stash. Ooh. Well, we work, you know, cooperatively. Oh, they've been transparent. You didn't tell us about the third document. Oh, what's the problem? We worked cooperatively. We had no intent to cover up. None whatsoever. Wow. What do you make of this, folks? But no, 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 the Trump situation is worse. Why? Obstruction. Andrew Weissman. That little uh, brick, brick. Andrew Weissman's on with the Morning Joe. Morning Joe basically running the equivalent of a National Enquirer show there with the lovely Mika Brzezinski. Brzezinski. Well, what's he have to say about all this? Cut three, go. I tend to think that Merrick Garland was right in both situations to appoint a special counsel. It gives the public as much as he can an assurance of fairness and balance. And here, the Department of Justice uh, in both matters, uh, I think, is acting responsibly and independently. Uh, I think it's this, the real focus is on uh, the White House. I think that we still have no evidence whatsoever that the current president did anything intentionally and willfully, let alone, as Mika pointed out, obstructed justice. So the two cases are, are likely to be quite different in the eyes of the two special counsel at the end of the day. Doesn't it sound like he's sitting on a carrot or something, Mr. Producer? Uh, now let me tell you why Andrew Weissman is a fraud and a phony and a fool. And Mika Brzezinski has the intelligence of a month-old pumpkin. The statute, the Espionage Act, does not require intent. Gross negligence. That's the test. Not specific intent. And yet, on the criminal side, it is a strict liability crime. In other words, all you have to show is that it's a classified document, meets the elements of the statute, and you were involved in placing it in, an, in a situation where it was not properly stored. That's why this is very dangerous to criminalize this sort of thing. Comey pulled back on Hillary Clinton, even though if you're going to prosecute anybody, she would be doing life in prison over this statute. Her situation is worse than anybody who's ever come before or will come after. But she's still roaming the countryside. She's still roaming the earth. Now, Andrew Weissman talks about obstruction, what he's trying to say there. But Mika's too stupid to figure it out. And Weissman's pretty stupid, too, to be perfectly honest with you is obstruction because, you know, the Department of Justice asked 
Trump and his people for these dogs, and he wouldn't give them up. They wouldn't give them back. Then a lawyer signed a document saying they gave them everything. Clearly an effort to obstruct justice. Clearly preposterous. They had been negotiating with the Department of Justice and the National Archives over these documents. Donald Trump said in front of numerous witnesses, tell us what you want, and we'll give them to you. Negotiations were going on, and they suddenly stopped for a two-month period. And all of a sudden, the FBI SWAT team showed up as the sun was rising over West Palm Beach. And the no-seams were biting the hell out of the out of the joggers. That's right. They decided to pull the trigger and criminalize it because they were looking for January 6th material. And then plan B, because they found none. Oh, look at this. We can slap him with that. He talks about intent as Weissman. Weissman! Talks about intent. Does it sound like intent to obstruct when you're negotiating? Does it sound like intent to obstruct when they know where the documents are? And they tell you to put another lock on the door? Look at that, he's obstructing us. Did somebody stop the FBI from gathering the information? No, there's no obstruction. But they want there to be obstruction. And Mika, you don't know this, but at night she's studying to be a a lawyer. Oh, yes, yes. You don't think she's hanging out with the schmuck, do you, Joe? An intentional and willful obstruction, you see. The case of the Biden crime family and the classified documents is a thousand times worse than anything that Donald Trump could possibly imagine. And the media are now talking about three special counsel out there. But there's not a special counsel to investigate the most important of all the issues. Joe Biden's bought and paid for relationship with the communist Chinese. Do you see these pictures, these videos, when they show you his Corvette and his garage? Do you see the house? Do you see the estate? Well, apparently Hunter would stay there often, and it may well be Hunter's house. Wow. And I'm sure the Southern District of New York or somebody up there is going to want to take a very close look. Because we know Joe Biden's paying rent every month on it. So many things to look at here, folks. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, Augusta Precious Metals could help you protect it with a gold IRA. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. No pressure, just facts. Retirees have it worse because there's no time to catch up when the value of what you've saved for decades is crashing. But you can protect yourself with physical gold from Augusta Precious Metals. 
If you have at least $100,000 saved in your IRA or your 401k, please call my friends at Augusta Precious Metals today. They'll send you a free gold IRA guide. Call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Tell them I sent you, and they'll pay all your fees for up to 10 years. That's 877 4 Gold IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision and visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. How many non classified documents have the uh, Bidens purloined? Now, I don't know if they did things intentionally or not, but they don't give Trump the benefit of the doubt or DeSantis or anybody else. So I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt. Why should I? Joe Biden is a serial pathological liar. He's been from the moment they dropped him on the floor when he was given birth. Speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, by a vote of 210 Every single Democrat in the House voted against giving medical tear, care rather, in a case where there's a botched abortion and the baby lives. Every single one. Stanberger. Oh, she's such a moderate. She's got a CIA background. Gottheimer. Oh, he's part of the, uh, what is it? The bipartisan group or whatever they call themselves. Every damn Democrat. Every single one voted against it. Do you support that, America? Just want to know. Do you support that? We'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, When I'm going to cover this issue much more widely, much more deeply from the bottom up in the middle out on Sunday. This issue of the purloin classified documents and the fact that what Biden and his consigliaries have done here is far more outrageous, threatening to our national security, and far worse, far worse. Don't listen to the rest of the media. They're all full of crap. But do check us out Sunday at 8 p.m. You won't be disappointed. Now, some of you may be disappointed about the next story. I'm sure the pre-bubescent editors and writers on the opinion side of Newsweek might be among them as well as some others, dear friends of mine, even some at the blaze and in uh, TV hosts and radio hosts. I, I understand. It's okay. It's okay. 
Here's a piece. I didn't write it. I didn't dictate it. It's in the Washington Examiner, which is a reputable conservative paper, usually. Paul Bedard, who's one of the finest journalists in America. And here's his story. And I'm sorry for those of you out there who are going to be upset by this. Kevin McCarthy is on a roll. Approval up. GOP support is three to one. What's going on here? That gavel looks good in the grip of newly installed House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, he writes. In just his first week on the job and after drawn out balloting to win it, Republicans have swung behind him in full force, according to a new survey. What's more, his approval among all voters has surged into a tie with where it was for former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi on the eve of November's election. The latest economist, YouGov poll, said the Republican approval of McCarthy is it's 59%, 6 out of 10. And it added, Republicans think he's done a good job in his first week, 42 to 12%. Overall, McCarthy jumped from 27% approval before the election to 36 today. That's where Pelosi was right after the election. And according to this analysis, quote, Republicans are more optimistic about McCarthy's potential to be an effective speaker. By almost three to one, Republicans say McCarthy will be able to serve effectively in the role. Just 19 percent of Democrats say the same. Of course, they hate his guts. And 51 percent of Democrats say he will not be effective. That's pretty remarkable, isn't it? For a rhino, Mr. Producer. It's amazing. I told you he's not Boehner, and he's not Paul Ryan. Now, it's early yet, and we're going to hold everybody's feet to the fire. The six, the bigger group, the 20, the 223, the speaker, we call them as we see them, as constitutional conservatives. But that's a survey of you, not me. That's a survey of you. And there's a number of things they're doing now. I even heard that uh, Matt Gates was interviewed by some backbencher. And he said he's very happy with what's taking place. Well, Mark, this wouldn't have happened but for... No, I don't agree with that at all. I told you 90% of the rules had already been agreed to. And this guy <coughs> is open to talking to conservatives. You know, Boehner was out to destroy the Tea Party. He was out to destroy the Tea Party. I just want to point that out. Now, the other issue that I'm going to be discussing on Sunday, and I think it's very, very important, is the Democrat Party partnering with the Mexican cartels. In effect, that's what they're doing. Betsy McAuliffe does a fantastic job of of making this point the other day. She says the Mexican drug cartels are killing off our friends and family members with fentanyl manufactured in super labs south of the border and smuggled into the United States. And Joe Biden could care less. Biden is, was in Mexico claiming he's seeking the Mexican government's help to stop the carnage. Truth is, the trip is a dog and pony show, photo ops, empty promises. will be followed by rapid backsliding. Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Abrador 
lacks both the will and the muscle to tackle the cartels. Betsy's an excellent writer. Which have paramilitary forces that outgun the Mexican police and control swaths of territory. Biden, for his part, has no intention of securing the southern border. The only measure that actually would stop the flow of killer drugs into our towns and schools. Biden wants migrants to continue illegally entering by the millions, even though the onslaught is diverting Border Patrol agents from detecting fentanyl smugglers. Border Patrol agents are being pulled from drug interdiction and other law enforcement duties to process and care for migrants. The Democrats are willing to pay that price in order to swell the nation with new migrants. Democrats are handing America over to the drug cartels. The drug cartels, which profit by trafficking in human beings as well as drugs, are double winners. Who are the losers? American families losing their loved ones to fentanyl overdoses. Over 70,000 Americans are dying yearly from fentanyl-laced drugs, including 30,000 young people aged 15 to 34. Fentanyl is invading our high schools and middle schools, sometimes killing kids who are trying drugs for the first time. Sometimes they don't even know they're in taking it. The Biden administration must know that asking Lopez Orbador, the president of Mexico, to battle the cartels is a fool's errand. Since taking office in 2018, he, a leftist, has pledged to end the war on drugs, not prosecute it. His motto is, abrazos no balazos, which means hugs, not bullets. Fighting the cartels is not on his agenda. He can send them Hallmark cards. And of course, as you know, the other week, Mexico arrested Ovidio Guzman, leader of one of the biggest cartels and son of kingpin Joaquim El Chapo Guzman. The arrest was likely an empty diplomatic gesture because of Biden's impending arrival, not a sign of change, suggests Derek Maltz, a former DEA official. No question. Mexico's president hasn't lifted a finger to go after fentanyl super labs or hand over numerous high-level cartel criminals under indictment in the U.S., explains Maltz, who headed the DEA's special operations. And on this arrest, Maltz adds that without a sustained attack against the cartel leadership in the production lab, it's not going to make a difference. Meanwhile, we have 9,000 Americans dying every month. Now it's up to over 100,000 a year. To stop the deaths, the U.S. Border Patrol needs to intercept the fentanyl as it's being smuggled. Usually in cars and trucks or through tunnels. But sadly, catching those smugglers is not on a Democrat Party priority list. The Democrats' omnibus budget bill signed by Biden two weeks ago. Listen to this. And I might add, voted for by 18 Republicans, leading Mitch McConnell. Listen to this. This $1.7 trillion bill, quote, prohibits additional money for Customs and Border Protection from being used for technology or manpower to secure the border. Instead, it says the money must be used to pay charities that provide housing and services for migrants, as well as paying for airline and bus tickets for migrants to reach their chosen U.S. destination. Democrats have turned Customs and Border Protection into a concierge travel service. You understand? They specifically prevent the use of any of this money. Any of this money to stop these cartels. 
the Border Patrol Union said the Biden administrations want more money to process more people so they can release more people. That's been Biden's objective since the start, she writes. It's why he suspended the Remain in Mexico policy, halted construction of the border wall on his first day in office, why he's fighting in the Supreme Court to toss out Title 42 in order to keep more migrants in the country illegally. The cartels serve the Democratic Party's goal of flooding the nation with migrants. Cartels are essentially the Democrat Party's business partners. Got that? This is the way it ought to be discussed. That's why I'm reading this article. It's not that there's tons of new stuff in here. The way she phrases this and the way she positions it is crucially important. If you're not for building a wall, if you're not for deporting the uh, illegals, if you're not for truly throwing the book at criminals who come into this country then you're with them. Then you're giving aid and comfort and sustenance to the drug cartels, the bloody terrorist drug cartels on the other side of the border who are now on this side of the border. It's a deal with the devil. These same cartels operate distribution hubs in cities and towns across America, bringing in lethal drugs and criminals to sell them. It's It's time we fight back. We will be discussing this at length on Sunday, as well as the document issues with Stephen Miller. And this is very, very uh, troubling, and it needs to be explained in the proper way. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service, It Kicks Butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smart. Smarter Wireless. There's going to be a big battle over the debt ceiling next week. The Biden regime has announced that the rubber hits the road, the car hits the wall on Thursday, and that extraordinary steps are going to be taken to protect us from the Republicans. Extraordinary steps are going to be taken to protect us from the Republicans who are going to are going to bring this country to the brink of default. Here's Breitbart. Biden administration officials blame National Archive. That's a different one. Just kidding. They're going to tell you that the full faith and credit clause 
requires the federal government to raise the debt limit. You will read this in the pages of the Wall Street Journal editorial page. You will read this in Newsweek, probably. You'll read this in a number of places, and it's a lie. It's a lie. Why? Let me go over this. There's a couple reasons for this. Number one, while the government is shut down, it's not shut down. 17% of it is shut. Everybody who is identified as an essential employee, which is most of them, will be required to show up for work. Number two, everybody who's not an essential employee can go on vacation because they know, as in every shutdown before, 20 of them, six under Reagan, they all receive back pay. So it's not like many of you who live in the private sector, if there's a corporate shutdown, if there are furloughs and layoffs, even temporarily, you don't get back pay. Well, that's because you don't work in the federal government. You're not a federal bureaucrat. They do. And don't call me and whine, those of you who do that. You know I'm telling the truth. Don't, 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 don't bug us. 17%. Number two, the left will make this as painful as they can. So they'll be looking around at certain national parks. They'll call in their media friends and tell them which national parks to go to and all this sort of thing. Or there'll be some kids program they want you to look at. And they'll call in NBC and ABC and the New York Slimes. And I want you to keep in mind what I've been saying a couple of years now, which is remember when they slammed shut the private sector? Particularly in the blue states? And they wouldn't open the private sector? And many people were arrested? Remember? Remember that whole scene with Nancy Pelosi? You know, before they glued her face on and her wig on and she goes into that place, that salon, while everybody else isn't allowed to go. Remember all that? Remember the gun stores in California had to be shut down, but but the liquor stores were open because the government makes money off of them. Remember all that? Remember how you had to shut down churches and synagogues and mosques? You had to shut everything down. And remember how you were told... If you didn't agree to lose your job or lose your business or go hungry, that you were not patriotic, that it was the patriotic thing to do. That's what the government medical fascists told us. That's what the media fascists told us. Remember all that? But don't you dare shut down 17% of the government for two days, three, maybe five or ten. As you know, those of you who've listened over these years, I've always said, treat it like a long vacation. You know, they keep passing federal holidays of days you never even heard of. Juneteenth? I didn't even know what the... Oh, Juneteenth? Good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Next one, you know. Augustinth? What's that? August 10th. Augustinth. Oh, yeah. Augustinth. We need that one. And, uh, you know, they have like, what is it, 10 or 12 national holidays now? Federal holidays? Something like that? And what does everybody do on the holiday? What do they think about? Where am I going to go to drink? Hey, 
is shopping that day, school's off that day, wanted to work that day. Hey, that's what they think. You know I'm telling the truth, and the federal government shut down. The federal government shut down now. Have you tried to call the Department of Agriculture at 7.28 p.m. Eastern Time on a Friday? Nobody's going to pick up the phone. It's shut. How about the Department of No Energy? It's shut. Shut down. Not open. Department of Commerce? No commerce. EPA? No pollution. They're all gone. In fact, many of them left around 3 p.m. Eastern Time to beat the traffic, you know, the traffic jams, rush hour. So they don't mind the government being shut down if it's a negotiated, excuse me, benefit. But if you're trying to save the country, that's a whole other thing. All right, back on track here. So the point is this. By law, Social Security checks will continue to go out. Medicare checks will continue to go out. Medicaid checks, much of which are paid for by the state anyway, they will continue to go out. Unemployment checks, for the most part, will continue to go out. And here's a big one. Here's a big one. Hundreds of billions of dollars in tax revenue will continue to be collected every month, whether the government is shut down or not. Did you know that, Mr. Bruder? You know, you've been on this program for 20 years. In other words, the money keeps flowing in. It never stops. Now, I want to go further with this. Stick with me. I'll be right back. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service, It Kicks Butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. We'll talk about this at more length next week when uh, when the uh, Adam Schiff hits the fan. But before we do, here's a very important point among the others I just mentioned when it comes to spending. When you think of a budget, folks, Let's say you pass a budget, whether it's your church or synagogue, whether it's a school system, whether whatever it is, a federal government, whether it's a budget, you set up a budget for your own household. When you set up a budget, is that forward looking or is it backward looking? 
Why would you set up a budget for spending that's already occurred? I'm not talking about entitlements and everything. I'm talking about a budget. Okay, Frank, we're setting up a budget. Now, this is this week's budget. The, the milk and the this and the gasoline and uh, we're going to have some beans and hot dogs. We're gonna, maybe we'll have a steak once a week. That's a budget. The federal government sets up a budget. They just passed an omnibus budget about the amounts of money they're going to spend, right? You with me, Mr. Producer? The money they're going to spend. So how do you default on a budget if you lower the debt ceiling to spend less on that budget? What are you defaulting on exactly? Do you understand what I'm saying, America? A budget, when you pass a budget, is prospective. You're not passing a budget for the prior fiscal year. You're passing a budget for the coming or the next fiscal year. So when people say, if you lower the debt ceiling, you're going to create a default, you will not create a default if you cut the spending. That's the point. That's what the conservatives are saying. That's what we conservatives have always said. That's what Ronald Reagan said, because that's the truth. Now, you're not going to hear the truth from the corrupt news media in America, which is why I'm giving it to you now in advance of next week. Once again, if you go to your school board and they're debating a budget and they pass a budget, they're talking about spending in the future. You're living off the budget that's already been passed the prior year. So you're talking about a new fiscal year. So now you have to raise the debt ceiling because the spending is so out of control with this omnibus bill in order to get money, loans, borrow funds, sell bonds, all the rest, to pay for the budget that you just passed. So if conservatives say, no, no, we're not going along with that, number one, you blew us off, we won an election, and you dealt with it with a majority that isn't in the majority anymore. We're not putting up with that game. That undermines the American people. And number two, the country's going to hell with debt. So here's what we're going to do. We have a debt ceiling. We're going to lower it. So you're going to take another look at this budget. And I'm just saying as an example. So we're going to lower it by 5%, which means you're going to spend 5% less Then you passed in this omnibus bill. Oh my God, we're going to default! No, you're not. You haven't spent it yet. You haven't created all the obligations yet. And I don't know why conservatives are incapable of articulating this. I'm saying it on the air now so they can. And so the backbenchers at Newsweek and elsewhere can pick up on this. Here's National Review who wrote this. Brittany Bernstein, Treasury Secretary, says U.S. will hit debt limit next week. We'll take extraordinary measures to avoid default. So extraordinary measures 
to avoid default on what? On future spending? Secretary, uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said the U.S. will hit its debt limit on January 19. And what she means by that is they passed this omnibus bill. It's way up here. We have to borrow in order to catch up with it. No, you can't borrow. Okay, then we're going to default on all that spending. But you haven't spent it yet. Then you're going to hear the threats about Social Security. Excuse me, that's protected. Medicare, excuse me, that's protected. Medicare, excuse me, that's protected. You know what else is protected? VA benefits, they're protected by federal statute. My God, they shut the park down. They, oh, my Lord. I wanted to go to Yellowstone. I really did in the middle of the winter. I was ready to go and they stopped me. But when the pandemic is here, you better wear a mask in your house, pal, and you better not leave your house. And if we catch you leaving your house to go to a grocery store, you know, for the essentials so you can live, we're going to slap some cuffs on you. And whatever you do, don't go to a religious place. No, 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 no. You do that. Oh, man. Especially you Orthodox Jews, you're not wearing masks. Oh, yeah. We'll round you up and lock you up. And you restaurants and you gyms out there, you shut down. I'm going to go out of bed. Who cares? What a selfish bastard. Only think open. Our government institutions, warehouse, uh, retail stores, and of course, uh, alcohol places. That's it. That's it. They even shut our schools down. Remember? They even shut down our schools. But here... You're going to shut down a park? Oh, my goodness. Now, restaurants will stay open. Gymnasiums will stay open. Schools will stay open. They're all open. All state and local facilities. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Relax. Still be able to drive your car and get gasoline. It's okay. Maybe they'll try and shut down the FAA. That'll teach you. That'll stick it to you. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll shut down our ports. Oh, yeah. So they can try purposely to create mischief. And they always do. You notice that? Federal government was shut down to the extent that word even applies six times under Ronald Reagan. When he was up against the Democrats in Congress. He never had a Republican majority in the House. He had a Republican majority in the Senate for six years then when he lost it they went after him and tried to impeach him over Iran they're always trying to impeach our guys and then when the Republicans take over the people don't want this they don't want investigations no 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 they don't want investigations you're not helping the people that's not why they elected you anyway over here National Review Treasury Secretary says US will hit debt limit next week again That's based on the omnibus bill that was passed and all the rest of it. It, The way you don't meet that ceiling is to cut spending rather than raising the debt ceiling. And there is the rub, isn't it? Now, you're going to hear Mitch McConnell. It'll go something like this because Mitch does this all the time. Remember, Mitch McConnell was behind this omnibus bill. 
So he's going to go out and lie through his, uh, his false teeth. I don't care. We're going to have responsibility here among we Republicans from the House of Representatives. Got a bipartisan here. We've got to get this done properly. They're playing, the, playing chicken with the economy here. Put a gun to our head. You've got to raise the limits for us to, to avoid the default. Good faith and credit. United States of America is on the line here. And, of course, Wall Street doesn't want any trouble, which means the Wall Street Journal. It's named that for a reason. The editorial page will throw in. Oh, yeah. So what they did in the Senate, of course, was, uh, was bipartisan. Not bisexual, although you never know, but bipartisan. Bipolar, bipolitical, bipartisan. And I like that bi stuff. Bipartisan. And so the Republicans in the Senate, and they've always been the big problem, not the House, the Senate, the Senate, McConnell, the rest of the drones over there. They walk out there, I tell you before, it's like, it's like a funeral march. And who's the big lump? Oh, that's Thune. Oh, who's the guy with the big head who talks slow? Oh, that's Cornyn. Oh, okay. Who's the, uh, whatever. She called on Congress to raise the debt ceiling as soon as possible, with the government on track to max out on its $31.4 trillion borrowing authority next week. Without intervention, the government could be left unable to pay its bills by June. By June? Uh, Mr. Producer, isn't this January? Ooh, our backs are against the wall. It's unlikely that cash and extraordinary measures will be exhausted before early June. Well then, the debt limit is the total amount, we're told, of money the U.S. government is allowed legally to borrow to pay for existing obligations, including Social Security, Medicare, military salaries, interest on the national debt, tax refunds, and others, the Treasury Secretary noted. Excuse me. Most of that is exempted. We have enough money. But let's wait a second. Let's expose something. Can we do this together as the, as the Brainiac part kicks in here? Forget about it. Why would it threaten Social Security, America? Isn't Social Security supposed to have a separate trust fund, Mr. Producer? Isn't that what we're paying into with every paycheck? And they send you a letter every six months or so. This is your amount of money that we've put aside for you. Just for you, Ernie, right here. Really? Well, then what does the Social Security Trust Fund have to do with the debt ceiling? Well, they stole all the money out of it. Medicare benefits. Haven't you been paying Medicare since you've been paying taxes, payroll tax? Of course. That's another trust fund. Well, we'll have to cut your benefits if we don't raise the debt ceiling. Why? What did you do with my Medicare money? What did you do with my Medicare insurance money? What did you do with my Social Security pension money? They pissed it away. It's gone. Oh. Interest on the national debt. That's interesting. We can cover interest on the national debt. Tax refunds. Why would those be in danger? Because they want to threaten you. 
But that's your money. Well, we don't have it. Yes, you do. Spend a little less on climate change. And the military is protected too. So they've already started with the scare tactics. They need to cut spending. Then everybody will be fine. Except Washington. And the Repubics, led by the top Repubic, McConnell. And the sellouts on the omnibus bill. Then they'll blame the Republicans. They'll blame the House. They'll blame McCarthy. That's how this works. I'll be right back. Lovin. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service, It Kicks Butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. There are more Democrat socialists in Congress, as Paul Kinger calls, calls them, I'll just call them Marxists, than ever before. And he calls them that because they hail from this group, the Democratic Socialists of America. Now, one by one, they're winning these primaries in these uh, heavy-duty Democrat communities. And they're knocking off long-term liberal Democrats and moderate Democrats, and these are Marxists like AOC, Talib, Omar, they've all done it, Presley. But their ranks are growing hugely, and there's no attention being paid to it. And Paul Kengar, a friend, professor, he's a major editor at a real magazine, spectator.org, and he focuses on this. It's very important. And we'll talk a little bit about this next hour as well, as well as what the environmental Marxists are doing to the whales off of the Jersey Shore off of our hold hangout when I was a kid, Atlantic City. I mean, right in front of the building in which we used to spend the summer. Seven of them dead in 60 days. What's going on? The environmentalists are going on. Those massive windmills are putting out noises, sonar noises that are confusing the whales. And they're beaching themselves. And they won't stop building them. They're an eyesore. They're slaughtering these whales. You know, it used to be liberals cared about animals. Apparently not. They don't even care about human beings. You know, to vote 210. 210 of them. I shall return.
Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. A great historian passed away by the name of Paul Johnson. A truly great historian. He was British, but he wrote a fantastic book about American history, about Jewish history, world history. The guy was absolutely brilliant. I think he wrote like 40 books, maybe more. When he was very young, he started out as a leftist slowly began to move more conservative. And then uh, when he saw what the trade unions were doing in, in Britain, particularly in London, and shutting down the entire country and their industries and all, and then when he saw what Margaret Thatcher did to break the nation's hold from the the blackmail that was taking place over there and and how she turned things around, he moved uh, to the conservative camp. But he was a fantastic writer and historian. He was 94, and I just wanted to mention it because certainly one of my favorite. Paul Johnson passed away. Now, here's a man alive 94 years, and 99% of the public's never heard of him before. It's the way it goes. It's, 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 it's an incredible thing, but it's the way it is. People seek glory. They seek fame. It's very fleeting. Two, three generations away, nobody knows. Nobody ever heard of you before. Or if they did, it doesn't matter. That's why it's important to live your life as, as absolutely best as you can to contribute in terms of your fellow man, especially your family, as much as you can. Because all this other stuff, while it's important in the here and now and in the near future, A thousand years from us, from now, as I've told most of you, 
most of us never existed, did we? Maybe there's 500 or 1,000 people that are remembered, but most of us never existed. Not even to our families. Mark, well, that's a downer. No, it should be an upper. Try and have as positive an impact as you can today on, on your children and your grandchildren, on society. Uh, because uh, none of us live forever. It's that simple. I want to talk about this. What's going on off the beach there, or on the beach of Atlantic City, among other places? We have whales now washing up in parts of the Atlantic City Beach where I, as a kid, and my family used to vacation. We had a small condominium in a building called the Berkeley, which was on the last block of Atlantic City right next to Ventnor. Now, we go down there and three boys, we'd all sleep in the same bedroom and my parents in another bedroom there, but it's not that it was tough. It wasn't tough. In fact, it was a lot of fun. The idea that whales are washing up on that beach is unbelievable. We never even saw whales. Not even from a distance. Here's the New York Post. Olivia Lance, seventh dead whale washed up on the Jersey Shore. Bad news on top of bad news. And uh, I'm going to read this to you, but I'll cut to the chase, too. These are the climate change Marxists. Remember that piece I read to you the other day about this nuclear physicist who said that we're going to go through this, there's going to be enormous suffering, enormous poverty, and it won't make any difference at all to the positive, this whole climate change thing. And he said, and I've talked about this myself, I've written about this. People are going to look back at it and say it was the most bizarre 100-year period in modern man's history. And it is. The seventh dead whale in a little over a month, a little over a month, not 60 days, washed up on the Jersey Shore this week, sparking a debate about the impact of offshore activities on marine life. Now, they won't stop. To figure out what's going on, they just keep pressing ahead because that's the nature of the Marxist movement. They don't want to know the facts. They don't want knowledge. They're on the move, and this is it. And this Governor Murphy is a complete a-hole. The 20-foot-long humpback whale was found on the beach Thursday, yesterday, in Brigantine, the Marine Mammal Stranding Center confirmed today. Due to the incoming tide and low last night, night and low last night, staff returned at daybreak this morning to take photos. Plans are underway for a necropsy to be performed on the animal. Assume that's an autopsy. Thursday's discovery occurred just miles from where another dead whale was found in Atlantic City. A thirty-foot female humpback also washed up in the area on December 23. You know, these are mammals. These are mammals with brains. Look, I'm an animal lover. It's just the way it is. And you'll say to me, as you should, Mark, but you eat meat. You're not a vegetarian. You're not a... I know it's a huge contradiction. I know it. But that doesn't mean that we should go around 
doing things to, to whales and so forth that we know are going to harm them. In addition, a 12-foot sperm whale washed up in Keensburg on December 5th, followed by a juvenile humpback whale in Strathmere on December 10th. Further away, a humpback whale washed up in Amagasseth, New York, on December 6th, while a female sperm whale was found in Rockaway Beach, Queens. Rockaway Beach, Queens, on December 12th. In its latest post, the MMSC said that it could not take months, it could take months, rather, to determine the Brigandine whale's cause of death and warn residents not to approach the area for safety reasons. Disturbing spate of whale deaths along the New York-New Jersey coastline in recent week has sparked local concerns about the harms of offshore wind development that it's posing to marine life. Oh, you think? This is bad news on top of bad news. Cindy Zip, the executive director of the Long Branch-based nonprofit Clean Ocean Action, told New Jersey Advanced Media, this is devastating and shows even more urgency to our call to action for Biden and Governor Murphy to call for a stop to all activity. And they're talking about these massive, horrendous-looking windmills do you know how they're putting this in the ground, these windmills in the ground, Mr. Producer? They're taking these, these huge swaths of ocean at, about, at the bottom of the ocean. And they're laying enormous blocks of cement. Because these, I'll call them propellers, are 60 feet high. And so with the waves pounding and pounding and the earth moving and uh, gravity and all the rest, they really have to build them and build this structure, this infrastructure, so strong, so heavy. So the bottom of the ocean in these areas are being paved. Paved. And while these propellers are going and going, they're giving off the, in effect, sonar sounds. And they're massive. And whales communicate with each other through sonar. And it's disrupting their equilibrium. It's confusing them. So some of them are getting lost and some of them are beaching themselves. And I suspect in many ways it's utter torture for them too. Because it's not one windmill, they're just acres of these things. And they're so damn ugly. And to what end? To what end? Seriously. Don't add any more projects to get a comprehensive investigation underway with experts and full transparency with oversight, says the group. Ziff's calls for an investigation were echoed by State Senator Vince Polistino, who said in a statement that we should suspect all, suspend rather all work-related offshore development till we can determine the cause of death of these whales. He said, his statement was seconded by New Jersey Representative Jeff Van Drew. He's the Republican representative now from South Jersey. Although there are currently no offshore wind turbines in New Jersey, there are several projects are underway. Here's the problem. 
they're building these up and down the East Coast now, starting all the way up at Massachusetts and all the way down, and they want to bring them all the way down towards Florida. So many of them are in existence. And they're putting those turbines outside of New Jersey now, too. And so this is a disgrace. And this is the, uh, the climate change Marxists. Nothing gets in their way. Certainly not facts. Now, the, uh, in NOAA is part of ongoing study into increased reports of humpback whale deaths along the East Coast over the last few years. Since 2016, 174 dead, stranded humpbacks have been reported across 13 states. And so forth. Well, let's hope they stop and they look into this. And this is just the beginning. I mean, with, with all this crazy stuff they want to do, they have no idea the impact, but in, particularly on human beings. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Man, I have to get up at like uh, 4.50 a.m. tomorrow, Mr. Producer. Catch a plane, and I hope it'll be there. You never know. Under the Biden FAA, nothing works. Under Buttigieg in Biden. Kevin McCarthy, the breast briefing, uh, not a breast briefing, a, a, a press briefing. The reporter asked him, I would ask, so there's been some interest among some of the rank-and-file Republicans to possibly introduce a resolution to expunge one of former President Trump's impeachments, or possibly both. What do you think of that? Is that something that you would be supportive of? Cut 14, here's the answer. Go. I'd have to look. When you, when you look at, when you find that the final information that the Russia document was all a lie, when you watch what went through, I would understand why members would want to bring that forward. Our first priority is to get our economy back on track, secure our borders, make our streets safe again, give parents the opportunity to have a say in their kids' education, and actually hold government accountable. But I understand why individuals want to do it, and we'd look at it. He didn't just blow it off there. I think they ought to do it. I think they ought to do it a long time ago. I even suggested that. They ought to do it. Also, here is McCarthy at the press briefing about the January 6th committee. Cut 19, go. 20 of them last Congress called on Speaker Pelosi at the time to release the, the adjacent Capitol Hill security footage of all things that happened on that day. Is that something that you'd be interested in doing? Um, Congressman Gates said that he said that you would be willing to do that. that yeah, I, I think the public should see what has happened on day. I've watched what Nancy Pelosi did where she politicized it. We're for the first time in the history as a speaker not allowing the minority to appoint to a committee. To pick and choose. We watched the politicization of this. I think the American public should actually see all what happened instead of a report that's written for a political basis. And so uh, I think the answer. Yeah. We're looking through that. I want to be very thoughtful about it. But yes, I'm engaged to do that. Man, Mr. Producer, things are happening and going to happen, aren't they? 
Yeah, let's release it all. And at the right time, I'm going to ask to find out about my 13 memos, that they make them public, and that we find out how they got acquired, Mr. Producer, don't you think? Now that the Republicans, I mean, excuse me, Republicans have the majority. I want to know. I'm quite serious about this. So we can track it down. All the, all the slime balls hiding in the shadows. See if we can shed some light on what they did. I had mentioned to you a piece by Professor Ken Gore. And I want to recommend it to you. More Democratic Socialists in Congress. It's Democratic Socialists of America, DSA. Now, don't you find it interesting that they're Democrats? And they're proud of it. Trying to take over the Democrat Party. They're not Republicans. We don't have anything equivalent to that. You know, the white supremacists, Klansmen, neo-Nazis. No. We don't have those. They're not Republicans. They're not conservatives. They're white supremacists, neo-Nazis, and Klansmen. But Marxists and so-called democratic socialists, they're Democrats. And their numbers are growing. They hate America. They hate America. They push this radical left agenda. He says the key to these socialist success, I'd say Marxists. It's been a very Machiavellian electoral strategy. It was championed by the Democrat Socialists of America and its partner, the Radical Justice Democrats, an organization run by Alexandra Rojas and co-founded by Young Turks leader, Senk, is it Senk Uyghur? Sort of that fat slob guy? Uyghur? As I noted in a previous column, he says, Uyghur, Uyghur, five years ago, candidly explained his and his allies' long-term strategy. He said, what we need to do is take over the Democratic Party. We're going to primary all the establishment Democrats. We're going to primary all the vulnerable Democrats, collaborating with the Democrat Socialists of America and its member candidates running for Congress, Uyghur Uyghur declared. We want hundreds. We want to replace Congress. See, they want a revolution. Fina's cohorts could get into Congress, writes Ken Gore, a dozen or so AOCs, Omars, Uyghur Uyghurs assured. People would freak the hell out. There's the charming Talib, who shortly after swearing in ceremony said what she said about Donald Trump. There is Omar, whose anti-Semitic statements were condemned, but they continue. Of course, there's Ayach. There's Cory Bush. They have this guy Bowman now out of New York. Uh, so what they do is they look at these districts that are all Democrat, you know, like 90%, 80%, 75%, and they know if they win the primary, they've won. And if they know they've won the general election, nobody's going to remove them. They look at the demographics in the district, they see if they're changing or not, they see if somebody's vulnerable, and then they try and take them out. There's another one of these hoods uh, in Pittsburgh that was elected recently, Lee is her name, and there's just a whole smattering of them. I'll be right back. America's most powerful conservative voice. The Mark Levin Show. Dial in now. 877-381-3811. Didn't somebody write, Mr. Producer, that I should 
be ashamed of myself and resign? My goodness. My goodness. Now I think I'll sit right here, actually. We have a full board. Let us take some calls, shall we? I think we will. Let's see. Let's see. Ooh. Let's go to Nick. Elkins Park, Pennsylvania, the Mark Levin app. That's where I grew up. One of the places, Elkins Park, Pennsylvania. Have they built a monument to me yet, Nick? Yes, right next to County Israel. But, uh, <laughs> I, I know where the synagogue you actually used to go to. Knesset Israel. Every time we pass it. Yeah, every time we pass it on my uh, fiance, she's getting sick of it. <laughs> I, live, I lived on Cedar Road. At an address, 8203 Cedar Road. It doesn't look very much like it did before, but way up there on 8203 Cedar Road between Township Line and Church Road. Is, is that familiar to you? Oh, yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I live in uh, West Oak Lane, Philadelphia, but I call it Elkins Park because I basically live in Elkins Park. Well, I know exactly where that is. And also, America, just listen, and it's interesting, I think. When I was there and I was a kid, my best buddy, Eric, who's still one of my best buddies, he lived in an apartment right next to Farber's Pharmacy. And there was the train we could take. Of course, SEPTA took it over, but it was the Reading Railroad. And he and I would take that train to the Market Street Station, and we would walk to Independence Hall, and we must have done it 50 times when it was safe and fairly clean and very nice people treat each other like human beings and we'd spend an entire Saturday there at Independence Hall walking around checking out where uh, Ben Franklin and his wife are buried in the first uh, custom house and of course Independence Hall itself and we walked where the so many of the great men walk we just we just loved it anyway go right ahead my friend yeah, actually, I talked to you maybe a few weeks ago. I was actually the uh, the truck driver that talked to you about the diesel fuel Nick, shortage. Nick, you are the business. truck driver. Where did you call me from? Uh, I, well, I called you from Philadelphia. I live in Philly right next to Elkins Park. Well, you said uh, Oak Lane, but I, 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 I didn't know that. I mean, I didn't know that's where you would call me from. All right, go ahead. So, so actually, um, I have, I have like, I'm not going to name any of my social media sites. Or I wouldn't do that on your program, but I have... Uh, two social media sites, and I've actually proposed the question to a lot of my followers. Uh, I went in the trenches and I went into TikTok, where a lot of the conservative battle is. Um, and I proposed the question because on uh, November 2nd is when those documents were found at Biden's uh, Penn building and then the subsequent ones that were found later. Uh, but they hid it. They hid it from the election, which the Democrats are master tacticians. And so I wanted your opinion on this. So they hit it during the election. They waited till everybody was sworn in, and then they brought it out. And not only did they bring that out, now they brought the second one out. And now Garland's announced a, uh, a uh, special counsel. I right, what's the question? The question is, do you think that the Democrats are trying to push Biden out of office so that they can clear it for somebody that, that has a possibility? It's of possible. I think what happened is they were going to do a cover-up here, because otherwise the timeline doesn't make sense. So, in other words, uh, they find these documents on the second. We don't even know why they were looking in the first place or why there were lawyers looking, particularly this lawyer with ties to Hunter Biden. So something was up. 
and then uh, they keep that secret uh, because November 4th, the Department of Justice is alerted to this. And uh, then they appoint the U.S. attorney in Chicago on November 14th to do a preliminary examination. Then they appoint this rogue, uh, uh, vicious hack to be uh, the special counsel on the 18th to investigate Trump, knowing that they've done this preliminary review, or we're doing it, of Biden. And by the way, I think they were hoping that this guy would, uh, would kill it. But it did sit on ultimately on uh, Garland's desk for a week because I think he wanted to kill it, but it turns out he couldn't. Then uh, December 20th, they find the next batch, they say, in his garage. At no time during this period did the FBI actually do the or conduct the investigation, that is, conduct the search for documents at his various homes, at Hunter Biden's homes, or at his various offices, including this one, related to the University of Pennsylvania. They kept relying on the private attorneys, and they didn't even know, I don't think, that the private attorneys were looking. So they, oh, look what we found. And then he gets this uh, document from the U.S. attorney in Chicago, who apparently recommends a special counsel on the Biden case. And by the way, for the media, the documents are not being investigated. Biden is being investigated about the documents. Inanimate subjects aren't investigated. They're so stupid and illiterate. But anyway, so um, then uh, on Monday of this week, it is leaked to CBS, which is, look, it's a very liberal network, but it is a, uh, but it is a limited leak, a, a, uh, a targeted leak about the first batch of documents on Monday. After the Sunday interview I had with Comer, who made it abundantly clear as chairman of the House Oversight Committee, he was going to look at the National Archives. He was going to look at texts and emails and communications to see if there was disparate treatment with Trump and others. So I think they figured they'd get out in front of it. And then NBC, they're leaking, you know, little salami tactics. They leaked to NBC that there was a second batch of documents. The problem is, while they're doing these leaks, they find a third document, a third document this week, Apparently in Biden's private library in his house, because we know he reads so much. And that's the point at which a week after Garland has the suggestion by this U.S. attorney in Chicago, who's on the way out anyway, uh, and decides to appoint a special counsel, unlike the kind of special counsel he appointed in the Trump case. So I think they, this was a cover-up. I think he was going to not appoint a special counsel. I think it became impossible with the final document. Uh, and, uh, and these leaks probably came out of the White House or somebody related to that circle, probably not out of DOJ. Really doesn't matter because they kept it secret for two months, which is amazing. That's what I think is going on. And now, now that it's happened, they may go to plan B, which is ultimately to use this stuff to get rid of Biden. So that may, in fact... That may, in fact, occur. We'll see. I'm out of breath. All right, Nick. Thank you for your call, my friend. I appreciate it. Very good call, as a matter of fact. Let's go to Joplin, Missouri, the great KZRG. Joe, how are you? I'm good, sir. How are you? Very well. Thank you. Go right ahead. I was just Go wondering ahead, if 
if if you're a veteran and you spend 15 years in the military, do over 200 combat missions, including including QRF, would it be better off for me to just fly to Mexico and try and cross the border? And get I don't the mean vet- to be ignorant. What is QRF? Oh, quick reaction force. Wow. So you were in the middle of it. Well, first of all, I want to thank you very, very much. And your point is well taken, which is if you're an illegal immigrant and you come across the border and you wind up in one of these sanctuary cities, they are going to take care of you soup to nuts. And that's exactly what is taking place. And we get these reports now how uh, hotel rooms are being trashed, how there's sex in the hallways, how they're turning down the food that's being given to them because it's not culturally whatever. It's incredible. These people are coming here on a refugee status or they're breaking into the country illegally because apparently they're escaping something. Some want a better life. They're not coming through the proper way. And if I were a veteran like you, I'd be pretty pissed off about it, quite frankly. And I don't blame you. Every American should be pissed off about this. And this is intentional. This is what the Democrat Party is doing. And we need to put it the right way for now on. You can talk about open borders. It's becoming... uh, it's becoming a, a, a phrase that people go in one ear and out the other. What's happening here is the Biden administration and the Democrat Party are effectively partnering with the drug cartels. They won't stop them. And they have the wherewithal to do exactly that. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If you can speak in 30 seconds, we're going to take it. Mark and Tyler, Texas, the great KTBB. Go. Mark, you're the greatest, and so is Rush, and you married the greatest women in the world. I want to Thank tell you, you that uh, I, I put two and two together like you did in March of 17. Yeah. And Blaze TV about all the stories. And I put two and two together. Mark, and I we're gonna think... we're gonna call you back on Monday. Don't hang up, Mr. Producer. Get that man's number. I want to know what he came up with when he put two and two together. We go to America every Friday in honor of you. Here we go.
please don't forget to watch Sunday's show on Fox, Life, Liberty, and Levin, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific. You're going to love it. It's very important on the Bidens and on the border. You can DVR it, record it, set it now if you can't watch it live. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our trucker brothers and sisters. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. The list is getting way too long. Breaks my heart. Good night, Pepsi and Smokey and Zelda and Gigi and Indy and Patton and Rory and Barney and Marty. Have a wonderful weekend, America. And good night, Dad. And good night, Mom. And good night, Leo. And good night, Joe. And good night, America.